Are you ready, Flyer fans? It's the Anthony Grant Show. And Dayton has won! Dayton has won! All right, champion! Nailed it! Nailed it! It's the shot clock! He's got it! Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Frickers. For over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and the Anthony Grant Show every Monday night during the Flyer basketball season, with the exception of next Monday night. Uh, Dayton will be traveling next Monday on the way to St. Louis, so a little programming note there for you. Make your plans accordingly. Uh, But a big week ahead between now and then for the Flyers with a uh, pair of home games. Nice to, to look at two home games in one week, but that's the case Uh, Tomorrow night, St. Joseph's, an 8 o'clock tip-off, and then a 2 o'clock game on Saturday afternoon against Duquesne. There are tickets available for tomorrow night's game against St. Joe's. And after that, nothing. Sold out. Sold out the rest of the season. and you know what, and the Flyer faithful were out in force uh, not only last week uh, on Wednesday night in the, uh, the home loss to George Mason, but then uh, they were a force and they were uh, a factor, I would like to think, uh, in your win Saturday afternoon, 75-52 in Fordham. There was a lot of Dayton people there, Coach. Yeah, there was. Uh, you know, I, I remain every game, you know, it uh, makes a big difference for our guys, just the support we get at home. And obviously, you know, when we travel, it's been amazing. You know, you look at – the crowd we got, I, I, I want to say we probably outnumbered Fordham, uh, you know, this weekend. And then, you know, we, we go to VCU, and, and there's a contingent of, of, of Flyer faithful there. At G, GW, there was a, a pretty good contingent. And, uh, you know, I was telling our, our staff after the game, you know, right now we've got a better record on the road than we do at home. So <laughs> we've got to fix that. But uh, certainly uh, very, very happy to see the support that we get. Last week, uh, a pair of games, a home loss. Uh, first uh, loss in league play and only the second uh, home loss this season, uh, falling to uh, George Mason on uh, Wednesday, 67-63. Uh, and then you, you bounce back with a win on Saturday. Um, two very different games uh, in terms of, uh, of execution, but really uh, uh, two games in which if, if you don't play well, you're going to get beat. Wednesday, you got beat. You played well Saturday, you win. Makes well, it sound simple. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, obviously, um, you know, I think the one thing that, that we'll see in this league is, is we keep saying it every week, but on any given night, anything can happen, you know, and we've got a, a lot of really good teams in this league, and, and, you know, sometimes it just comes down to matchups and comes down to whether or not, uh, you know, you're making shots on a given night, and, you know, give Mason credit. They came in our building and played well, and, uh, you know, we had one of those nights where offensively we struggled to get any consistency. Uh, had too many breakdowns, and like we've talked about before, in some cases where we've won, uh, you know, we we didn't control the things that we can control enough, and uh, Mason held us accountable and give them credit. You know, that that's a a tough loss for us, but it's a learning lesson. I thought our guys responded well uh, when we went on the road and and had a chance to go in someone else's building, and you know, we always talk about you look at 
at Fordham's record, and uh, you know, it's not the results aren't aren't really telling the, the whole story about who they are. When I look at the last five games they played before us, every game came down to the last three, four possessions, uh, whether it was, you know, at, uh, the St. Louis game where they were up with two minutes to go, I think uh, two possessions, or, you know, the Mason game where they led the whole game and uh, ended up uh, giving up a, a three-point shot at the end of the game to, to lose there. Uh, you know, at home against LaSalle before they played us, they had a lead late and ended up losing by two. So coming into that game, we knew we had to play well. And I thought our guys responded and uh, did a great job in that game uh, of being able to flush the negative energy from, you know, losing at home, uh, coming coming back and going on the road and taking care of business. Right after the game uh, Saturday, uh, we, we, you and I talked, uh, and this time we can do it without a, a drum line playing behind us in the background. And so we'll, you can hear me and I can hear you and the fans can hear you as well. Uh, but uh, uh, I thought it, it might have been um, your best game from as far as a, a defensive execution of, and, you know, I, I saw what the principles were, what the game plan was, and, and I thought it was executed pretty close to what you asked of the guys, having had a chance to look back at it. Um, just how, how well did you guys execute on Saturday? Well, I thought our guys did a good job in terms of scouting report, in terms of understanding what, what, what we needed to do as a, as a team. I thought it was a good team effort. You know, obviously you always look at games and there's room for improvement in, in everything you do. Um, you know, so we, we evaluated it and what we try to do is take what we did well in, in, um, in that game and, and what we need to do better and apply it to the principles for our next game. So. Uh, you know, we're, you're, you're only as good as, as, as your, your last performance. So for us right now, it's, it's uh, you know, in our rearview mirror, and we take what we can and try to make sure we're ready to go tomorrow night. You got good bench play, obviously, from Obi, who had a, a big game uh, c coming back home and playing in front of a lot of friends and family. But uh, Frankie Policelli gave you some his most minutes he's played all season. It was also a, a season-high minutes for Dwayne Cohill. How important is it for those guys to, to realize, especially now at this point in time in the season, that coming into the game and not having a drop-off defensively is what's going to get them those minutes? Well, that, that's the whole key, and, and that, that's exactly it. You know, for, for us, um, I feel like we can, we can still continue to improve uh, all around, but specifically on the defensive end and specifically understanding our assignments and scouting report and how important it is to, to not have lapses uh, from a defensive standpoint. So I thought, uh, you know, those guys came in and they, they did a, a good job in the game. I thought, uh, you know, obviously Ovi's had a, a chance, obviously, from a, from a playing time standpoint. Uh, more consistency, but but I thought he did a really good job of understanding uh, the game plan and what we needed to do defensively. And I thought Frankie came in and played with great confidence. You know, it's not always easy for freshmen, uh, you know, number one, to go on the road, but especially playing in front of your family and friends and dealing with the nerves that come with that. I thought both of those guys handled that really, really well. And I thought Dwayne uh, really gave us some great minutes. You know, he had a tough assignment in terms of, you know, their, their, their guards were, were really – uh, dynamic scores coming into our game. And I thought, you know, he and, and, and Jalen and J.D. and all of our guys did a good job of limiting those guys and making it difficult for them to get open looks. Well, the Dayton Flyers with that uh, win on Saturday, 75-52 uh, over the Fordham Rams, uh, now uh, getting ready for a couple of home games this week uh, with, you, with uh, St. Joseph's on Tuesday 
Duquesne on Saturday. Bud Light Mike is available for the folks who are here with us tonight at Frickers and also wherever you are in Flyer Nation. You can give us a call at 457-1290 as we continue on the Anthony Grant Show. We are again live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A winter weather advisory is in effect in our area. Listen for updates here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. We're getting word out of Houston, Texas, that five police officers have been shot while responding to a call in a residential neighborhood there. A teen is accused in juvenile court of shooting and killing a hotel worker in Miami Township. And a winter weather advisory is in effect for the Miami Valley this evening with the coldest air of the winter so far coming in midweek. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Maytag and Logan Master Appliance will help you stand up to messes with a Maytag brand kitchen suite that's engineered to resist fingerprints. So stainless steel keeps looking stainless. The easy to clean fingerprint resistant stainless steel finish keeps your kitchen looking as good on the outside as it works on the inside. See store for full details and qualified models. Logan Master Appliance. When service matters, call the masters. Did you know that in Dayton there is a financial and strategic advisory firm that provides both advice and execution for their clients? It's true, and they're in their second decade of serving the Miami Valley. They are MLA Companies, and you can find out more about them at mlacompanies.com or by calling 937-222-3622. Make sure to ask about their trademark value implementation process. MLA Companies, financial wisdom, transformative action, trusted advisors. Attention light beer drinkers, a message from Bud Light. You've gone far too long without knowing what ingredients are in your beer. And that's a shame, because beer is pretty great, especially when it's made with great stuff. And Bud Light is made with the best stuff around. Which is why, beginning in February, Bud Light is putting an ingredients label on our packaging. Because it's the right thing to do. And because you deserve to know your beer's ingredients. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer, ABC in Lewis, Missouri. Frickers is the home for incredible value. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings. Tuesday, traditional frickin' chicken wings. Wednesday, sirloin steak dinner. And Thursday, frickin' chicken chunks. Frickers is also ready to handle your graduation party or large catering order. Frickers takes the worry out of what's for lunch, dinner, or late night. Everyday values are at only one place. The home for fun, food, sports, and spirits is also the home for everyday values. Frickers. Adults 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton opens Monday, February 4th. Registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as Art Appreciation 101, Why and How to Love Art, Myth and Man, The Real Martin Luther King Jr., A History of the Beatles Part 1, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. 229-2347. That's 229 239 
1-800-242-5347. Hello, Brooklyn. The Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship returns to the bright lights of Barclays Center. Join your team for five days of tournament madness, March 13th through 17th at the iconic Brooklyn Arena. Purchase tickets now at the ticket office of your favorite A-10 institution, at Barclays Center box office, barclayscenter.com, ticketmaster.com, or by calling Ticketmaster at 800-745-3000. Come to Brooklyn and cheer your team to a title in the NCAA tournament. Cold front moving through this evening is bringing scattered light rain showers that may briefly change to snow showers before ending. But as temperatures drop quickly, we could see a flash freeze, so roads may look wet but become icy. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back uh, to Frickers, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And welcome back to the Anthony Grant Show here on this uh, Monday night. And again, that uh, programming note, the next Monday, uh, the Flyers will be traveling en route to St. Louis. So we won't be here together next week, uh, but uh, we got some basketball to play between now and then. Tomorrow night, an 8 o'clock game against St. Joe's, Tuesday afternoon, Duquesne. Both those games at the arena. Tickets still available for St. Joe's, but uh, the uh, Duquesne game and all games uh, moving forward uh, are sold out as uh, the Flyer faithful have uh, have stepped up to the plate, certainly this season. Tom has stepped up to the Bud Light. Mike, you got a question for Coach. Coach and Larry, uh, I think this is working. Yeah. Uh, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't remark on the Lady Flyer yesterday that stood there and sank 22 free throws in a row uh, in a game that really, really helped them beat St. Joe's. And, uh, I mean, that's, you know, uh, might be good to capture some of those pictures of that form. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll leave that alone. Other than say that that's awesome, 22 in a row, that's, that's pretty special. Thanks, Coach. At, uh, I, think, I think the record, uh, Edwin Young hit 18 out of 18 once in a game. Uh, I want to think it was against, uh, might against, against, against eight, but anyway, it doesn't matter, but eight, Edwin Young hit 18 out of 18, and, uh, and that was getting it done. But uh, you know what? It, 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 so bringing up the free throw shooting, it seems uh, as if you guys are just kind of passing the hat around because uh, a guy will go into a little bit of a slump and then he breaks out of it, and then someone else does. But then a guy plays well, and then you, know, you just kind of pass around. So, I mean, I think it's, it's part of a team dynamic that everybody is not going to be 100% every night. And part of being a team is that, you know, you pick the other guy up, you pick up some of the slack, and, you know, maybe, maybe you have a little bit better game because your buddy's uh, just, just not, not on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. In, in regards to, you know, we've, we've had our struggles this year from the free throw line, and, uh, you know, that's just something that obviously for us, I think our guys have a lot of confidence in terms of their abilities and what, what we need to do. I think right now we're probably at around 65% as a team. Our goal is to be, you know, above 70. And if, if, um, if, we, can get, if we can get there, um, which is, you know, obviously just a couple of guys just uh, – you know, being able to to go there and, and, and have some success. Some of it has to do with, 
you know, your, your mental state of mind when you go there after you've missed a couple. Some of it has to do with just, you know, making sure that we're continuing to get the reps we need and the practice we need. But I've got a lot of confidence in our guys' ability to make them. I think uh, what I'm happy to see is of late, we've been able to get ourselves there more consistently where we had a stretch early in the season where we weren't, we weren't getting to the free throw line as frequently as we'd have liked. Uh, now it's the challenge of now we've got to go and we've got to we've got to be more more efficient in terms of being able to make them. But you know I, I think uh, I think we've got the guys that have the ability to do that, and we've just got to be able to put it together. Put you on the spot tomorrow night. There's a technical foul on Phil Martelli. He goes crazy, and you got to shoot two technical fouls. Who shoots it? At what point in the game are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's just say it's the uh, let, let's say it's the 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 eight minute mark in the first half. I think the guy that's probably been, you know, uh, over the course of of his career, uh, the most the most consistent is uh, probably two guys between Jalen and and uh, and Ryan. You know, but uh, I think every game it depends on. You know what the what the situation is for me. You know, just in terms of, you know, how's the game going for them. You know, what's their, what what's the read on, on what's going on in the individual game. But but I think those two guys probably stand out. All right. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, maybe we'll find out. Maybe that'll happen because uh, let's uh, we'll talk about St. Joseph a little bit later on here in the program. But uh, you know, getting back to to you know that that Fordham game on Saturday, um, you had a lot of turnovers early in the contest. Um, but in, in my recollection of them, these were aggressive turnovers, for the lack of better description, and you know, not necessarily, uh, you know, a situation where uh, you were frazzled by Fordham. It was guys trying to make plays and just maybe not making a good pass. Yeah. Well, the thing we talk about is, you know, all turnovers aren't created equal. You know, and you, you're going to have some that, uh, like you mentioned, some are. are you know the aggressive ones where you're you're trying to make a play, you're trying to make something happen, and and uh, you know you're never going to play uh, the perfect game. Basketball is not a game of perfect, so uh, we can live with some. I think we had a stretch there where we had like five or six possessions that were that that, that resulted in turnovers, like back to back, and and that's never good. And a lot of it was us just trying to do too much and, instead of just seeing what was available and taking what was available. And I, I thought, you know, after the first, we had like eight in the first nine or ten minutes. And then the last 30 minutes, we had four for the rest of the game. And I thought, you know, that, 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 was, uh, that was great because it gave us an opportunity. And I think we're a good enough team with, when, we, when we get shots, when we get opportunities, uh, we're pretty efficient. You know, so we've got to continue to grow there and continue to learn uh, decision-making and, and value of each possession. You know, and that's something that we preach every day. And hopefully, uh, you know, as, as we continue to grow and learn, We'll get better there, you know. But right now, it's it's a uh, it's a matter of trying to limit, you know, the the number of possessions that end in turnovers for us. Even though we're gonna we, we realize we're gonna have some, we just gotta if we can move the needle there just by a few, I think can make a big difference for us. And especially offensively, you're so efficient when you get when you actually yeah. get a shot. Right. Uh, heading into Saturday's game, I believe. Uh, from a field goal percentage standpoint, uh, fifth in the nation, I believe. You know, Obi's fourth, Josh is ninth. Uh, that you know, so a turnover. Wow, that that really that really yeah. hurts. Exactly. We just want to give ourselves a chance to get a shot up, and and uh, like I said, we're, we're we're pretty efficient when we do. Talk about the mental aspects of uh, of this game of of basketball and in Saturday. 
you, you hit a three. Jordan Davis hits a three to go up 13 at halftime, and you, you take it out and you stretch it out fairly quickly in the second half as much as 31. Did you ever see a, a, a letdown in, in focus or intensity through at least the first 35 minutes of the game? I, I thought, yeah, I, th I thought we, we, we stayed locked in pretty, pretty well. You know, I thought there was maybe a stretch late, like you mentioned, that, you know, we kind of let our guard down a little bit, and, you know, it's a, a lesson for us to be able to try to put together a 40-minute game. But I thought, you know, in the, in the first half, defensively, we, we, were, we were really good, and we had our struggles offensively. You know, the turnovers, uh, you know, we had some opportunities where we weren't as efficient offensively. I think we ended up the first half with an OER of like 1.0. In the second half, uh, we were really good defensively, and then offensively, we were able to, to find a rhythm. And uh, I thought that was what opened the game up for us. But the thing we talked about after the game was both halves, we, we were able to put together solid defensive efforts, which allowed us to be in position to win the game. And then offensively, when we have an explosion, you know, you went, you go up 30. You know, but the thing that we've got to be able to do consistently is defend at a high level. I thought uh, an indication that the guys were dialed in despite the, the scoreboard uh, was late in the second half. There was a timeout and teams are heading towards the bench and I see Trey who was not in the game come up off the bench and, and meet Frankie before he can get over to the huddle and he's pointing out something to him that, that, that he missed a rotation or a block out or something. And I said, okay, that's, that's good. This is this not chuckle time over there on the bench. These guys are dialed in. Yeah, well, I think, I think we got a group that our, our, our guys, our, our coaches do a great job of um, trying to stay dialed in to the things that we talk about that we need to do. And, you know, we, we try to be consistent, um, you know, every game in, ter in terms of here's what we need to do to be effective this game. Here's what we need to do to continue to grow as a team. So it's great, like you mentioned, for, for Trey or, you know, for Josh or whoever on our team. And I think it happens not only you saw that, but during timeouts, uh, just being aware of what's going on in the game. Uh, that, that's a good sign for us in terms of uh, our growth and maturity as a team. Well, the Dayton Flyers uh, are continuing to grow and continuing uh, to improve as this season moves along now. 13-7, uh, and seven, they're 5-2 and two, uh, in the Atlantic 10. And uh, with two home games this week, uh, two opportunities for this Dayton team uh, to uh, continue to grow, continue to improve, and continue to get some wins. Uh, one at a time, though, St. Joseph's on Tuesday. And we'll be talking about that as we continue. It's the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers right here on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A winter weather advisory is in effect in our area. Listen for updates here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. Getting word out of Texas that multiple police officers have been shot this evening in Houston. A teen is accused in juvenile court of shooting and killing a hotel worker in Miami Township. And our top story, a winter weather advisory, is in effect for the Miami Valley this evening. 
with the coldest air of the winter so far coming in midweek. A polar vortex will bring plunging temperatures to the Miami Valley. How cold it will get? I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO Triple Team Traffic. We are seeing a few accidents around the area this hour. We've got one uh, in the city of Dayton, North Main Street at Fernwood Avenue. We've got one in Washington Township, uh, Route 725 at Paragon Road, and another in the city of Dayton, North Kiwi Street at East First Street. Our top story, we may not get a lot of snow this evening, but that doesn't mean we're off the hook as far as road conditions go. We're going to be looking at the potential of a flash freeze. Basically, what happens is temperatures drop so fast that the road temperatures themselves do as well. And then we could see the roads that look wet becoming icy. Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags is back in moments with her exclusive WHIO forecast. And this is a WHIO Fox breaking news alert. Five cops in Houston, Texas are shot in a residential neighborhood this evening. Law enforcement in Houston and Harris County are rushing to the scene at a house in the southeast part of the city. It's not precisely clear what led to the shooting, but the city's mayor has tweeted that the apparent shooter is down. Houston Chief Art Acevedo is asking for prayers for all the officers responding. Fox 26 in Houston reporting that life flight helicopters have been leaving the scene, taking officers to a couple of hospitals, though at this point we do not know the extent of any of the injuries. Fox's Gurnall Scott will bring you more details on this story as they become available. A teen is accused in juvenile court of fatally shooting a hotel worker in Miami Township, but those charges may move up. The 17-year-old teen is accused of 12 different crimes, 12 counts in all four of them related to murder charges. And if the juvenile court judge finds that there is probable cause that he committed those crimes, then the entire murder case would be automatically transferred to adult court. WHIO's Mike Campbell, 19-year-old Jaron Graham, was shot to death last September. With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News. In Miami County, a brother and sister from Troy are accused of stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from a nonprofit that supports foster agencies. Prosecutors say Kelly and Matthew Gunter used over $500,000 taken from Isaiah's place for gambling, home repairs, vacations, and even tanning sessions. The Gunters have pleaded not guilty to a number of charges. Pre-trial hearings are set for February 4th. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 Chief Meteorologist McCall Brideggs. As we head through the evening hours, a cold front's going to be pushing through, initially bringing us scattered rain showers that will eventually change to snow showers and quickly wrap up close to midnight. A few flurries may be left over by morning. Other than that, just a light coating of snow possible or less. Temperatures will fall to a low in the middle teens by morning. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar showing some of that light rain that McCall was just talking about. It is 36 degrees in Piqua, 41 in Springfield, and 41 degrees in Dayton at 733. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. This is Brent Crest from Wagner Paving with good news in Dayton. Tico Work Holding Products is a local success story in Union, Ohio. Founded in 1926, they 
they've evolved into a world-leading manufacturer of work-holding vices, tooling components, CMM fixturing, and spring-loaded devices. The president, Rich Porter, purchased the company in 2007, and it has only taken off from there. Rich also acquired Mighty Byte products, Raptor work holdings, and added them to their line of products. In 2017, the company moved into their new 60,000-square-foot facility, which includes additional land to grow. Tico applies the golden rule to all customers, employees, suppliers, and the local community. They believe the strength of the company comes from their most valuable resource, their employees, and they are currently looking for a machinist for their second shift. Rich Porter and Tico, you are good news in Dayton. Good news in Dayton is brought to you by Grunder Landscaping Company, Wagner Paving, and West Banco Bank. For more information, visit goodnewsindayton.com. The WHIO Radio Storm Center has been activated. Updates every 15 minutes or sooner here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back here to Frickers here on uh, Woodman Drive. It's your home of fun food, sports, and spirits, and also of the uh, Anthony Grant Show. We're here every Monday night to talk of Dayton Flyer basketball. Dayton uh, coming off a week. Uh, with a, a pair of games, a home loss uh, to George Mason Wednesday, and then the uh, road victory at Fordham on Saturday, 75-52. 5-2 in the 8-10 and 13-7 and overall. Two games this week, home on Tuesday night. Tomorrow night against St. Joe's, 8 o'clock, so a little bit later start than a lot of you folks are used to, past my bedtime. Uh, and then uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon against Duquesne, the Duquesne game, as well as all uh, subsequent home games, uh, it's uh, announced today, are sold out. Uh, but uh, I believe there's some tickets still available for tomorrow night's game against St. Joe's. And uh, good opportunity before it gets uh, too, too bitter cold, come out and, uh, and catch the Flyers while you can. As this, uh, as this A-10 season is, is not quite to the midway point yet, but um, still a, a lot of teams in the league that you've yet to see, uh, including the two opponents this week, one of which, uh, Duquesne, a team that uh, is in your pod and you'll have to play twice this year. Uh, but you have had a chance to take a look at St. Joe's a little bit. And um, we had talked just in general terms about the A-10, about uh, some of their struggles uh, early in the season. And, and again, the injury bug for a second straight year hits them bad. But they might have the player of the year in the league as well, Charlie Brown. Well, they've got a good group. You know, um, I've had a chance to watch uh, their last couple of games, uh, St. Louis and then most recently against Penn. And uh, they, they've played well. They've had uh, opportunities in both of those games to win. You mentioned Charlie Brown is, is probably one of the more gifted scorers, um, you know, the, the A-10 scene. If you guys haven't had a chance to see him play, uh, he, he's, uh, you know, got great size, great athleticism, uh, got great range on his shot, uh, really, really skilled player. So we'll have to do a great job as a team on him. But then they've got uh, some, some other pieces. they got a freshman point guard that's done a great job for him. Um, I think is top five in our league in assists and, has the ability to score, has some quickness, and then they've got, you know, four or five other pieces. I think they're about seven or eight deep right now with some of the injuries that they've had. They're not as deep as they were at the beginning of the year, but but uh, I think it's a team that is playing well together. Um, and like we've talked about before in this league, um, you know, on any given night, a team can get it going. And this is a team that about 45% of their shots come from the three-point line. Uh, very, very dangerous in terms of their ability to, to, to make, the, I think they average eight makes a game. They, they could have nights where 
you know, that's in the 12, 13, 14 range. So we've got to be really, really solid from a, from a defensive standpoint. And then on the other side, they'll throw some man at you. They'll throw some zone at you, uh, try to make you stop and think. And, and so we've got to do a good job handling their changing defenses. But it should be a good, good game and uh, excited to, to, to get our guys back on our home floor and have a chance to try to put a win together. As you're, we talked about them earlier, but as your freshmen have uh, have, have matured and grown and, and become um, better at the defensive end of the floor, uh, Obi and, and, and Dwayne and, and Frankie, um, does this give you, in terms of matchups, some some flexibility where you can you can, you can put a pretty big lineup out there, but you can also you can go out there with, with you know, four guards if, if, if you want. Do, do you like having that flexibility at this time of year? Yeah, I think every game is different. You know, every game has an identity of its own. So we'll, we'll see, you know, obviously once we get um, with the flow of the game tomorrow, we'll, we'll see what we feel, uh, what combinations work the best. It's good to have some, some options out there. I think you mentioned we, we can go with a few different lineups on the floor at a, at a, at a given time, and I think we'll, we'll experiment with it and see what works and what, what gives us the best chance. But, uh, you know, some of that has to do with, with your opponent as well, just in terms of, of how you match up and, and what works for you, not only from a defensive standpoint, but the way you want to attack them and the way you need to attack them offensively to be able to have success as well. Yeah, I, there's, I see some lineups out there that you, you can put some lineups out there that you're a tough matchup then for people right. that, uh, you know, you've got Josh and, 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 and Obi both out there. And that's a that, that's a that's a twin tower threat uh, above the rim in, in the case of both those guys. Well, yeah, I think we've got some versatility there. You know, we've we've got hopefully we'll continue to, to to build that depth in terms of guys playing, being able to play multiple positions over the course of the season. Obviously, with you know Frankie, I thought came in and gave us some good minutes the other day. So he's a versatile guy, and uh, I think the more he plays, the more confidence he'll 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 continue to get. And then uh, you know just. With, with Dwayne, his versatility, I think sometimes you can, you know, throw Ryan at the four spot, you know. So there, there's a lot of different things that we can do in terms of different matchups. But we'll, we'll uh, hopefully, uh, you know, continue to, to build that and develop that over the course of the rest of the season. Now, the other benefit of, of what your bench gave you on, on Saturday was uh, I, I looked over at some point in time and I see Jalen Crutcher and Josh Cunningham sitting down and they are not on their legs and those legs are being rested. Uh, it's because both those guys have logged a lot of minutes. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that pays dividends. No question. You know, that's always good, you know, when you can, when you can have those guys not have to get those heavy minutes, especially quick turnaround like we have with this one going from, you know, on the road Saturday and getting back as late as we did and turning around and having a game tomorrow night. So uh, that's always good when you can, you can try to limit those guys' minutes. Did you, was, was yesterday a day off for the guys, or were you able to get back on the practice for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we were able to get back on the court just for a brief, a brief amount of time, just to try to introduce St. Joe's and try to make today as productive as possible. All right, Dayton Flyers uh, hosting uh, St. Joe's. Uh, and again, it's a, it's a later tip than uh, usual for a weeknight, but an 8 o'clock tip uh, tomorrow at uh, the UD Arena. And then, of course, uh, Duquesne coming in on, on Saturday. And uh, we'll briefly touch upon them, uh, just that, that they've put together a nice season so far. They've got a, a very good freshman point guard, and, and some of the young kids from last year are improving. This is a, this is a Duquesne team that is uh, – it's, it's, it's a factor in the A-10 this no year. No question, no question. You look at their record, 5-2, and two, and I think um, the, the, the loss they had recently, I think, may have been like a one-possession game. Uh, 
I think it was a VCU. VCU, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, Coach Danbrod has, has obviously done a great job everywhere he's been, and uh, he's building a, a great team there, and they've got, they've got some really good pieces playing really well together. This is the Anthony Grant Show. We're at Frickers here on Woodman Drive, as is the Bud Light Mike. Sean's there, and Sean, step on up. you got a question for Coach. Yeah, Coach, uh, congrats on a good win Saturday. Uh, wanted to know if you could give us some details on how Jerry Matos' recovery is going and you know, if he'll be able to practice at all this season. Yeah. So well, thanks for asking. Jerry, uh, I think it was Friday, went to see the doctor, and when he got to the doctor, the doctor told him, uh, okay, let's get off the scooter and, and walk. And Jerry's like, wait, what? You want me to do what? And uh, so Friday he was able to, to go from uh, no weight uh, on his leg to actually in a boot and walking. So that's progress. And, uh, you know, today uh, he's, been, he's been really good. I told him just be careful how much you walk because you'll be a little sore because it's been a few months since you've been able to do that. But I uh, saw him today. He was in practice and actually doing some stationary ball handling drills. So it was great to see, you know, him uh, – uh, kind of getting back in the swing of things. And it'll be a process for him. Uh, I think the recovery uh, time that they gave him was like four months. So it's going to be a while. I doubt he'll, be, he'll get back in terms of practice or things like that. But hopefully uh, by the time we get to uh, our, our summer workouts, maybe spring workouts, maybe he can, he can start doing some things by then. Thanks. Thanks. Good luck this week. Thank All you. Right. It, seemed, it seemed, you know, just being around Jerry, he's, he's had a great attitude through this whole thing, just not – you know, a lot of guys could just, just say, why me? Why does this have to happen to me? But it uh, seems like he's kept his chin up and uh, is looking ahead, not behind. Yeah, and that, that's the attitude you got to have. And Jerry's been really mature from day one. And, uh, you know, you hate to see any athlete have to go through that in terms of uh, the injury bug, but that is a part of the sport, you know, and you understand that. And, and it's not, uh, you know, not what happens to you. It's how you react to what happens. And he's got, you know, and, uh, he's, he's got the right attitude. And he's got teammates that, that have been there, done that. I mean, Ryan Mikesell was really quick to console him once it came out that he was going to have to have the surgery. And, gosh, Cunningham with what all he's been through. And then, you know, the guy that's guided them from that low point back to where they are now, Mike Mulcahy, your right. trainer. Uh, obviously, he's a guy that knows how to, to deal with a situation like Jerry's going through. So no I, I think he's in good hands. No question. And Jerry's, he's at every practice. He's, he's locked into what we're doing. He was able to travel for the first time with us at, uh, to Fordham. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's a part of it. And, and uh, you know, like, like I said, I think we've got a group of guys that are really close uh, with each other. and They support each other. So, uh, you know, I think that's certainly beneficial for him. And it, and it looked like that uh, your players to a man were – part of the uh, extended uh, uh, Toppin family. Uh, I mean, Obi had all his uh, friends and, and, and relatives there. And uh, you know what? And, and, and his mom and everyone there, there is a, they're hugging all his teammates. I yeah. mean, uh, it's like they're just, just one, literally one big family, including yeah. Obi's literal family plus the, the rest of his yeah. teammates. Well, well, you know, Obi's got a, got a great support group. Uh, his mom, his dad, his, his extended family. You know, there are a lot of people there. Uh, obviously being in New York, uh, you know, but, you know, Obi's that type of personality, you know, in terms of, uh, of the way he welcomes people and, and that just who he is. Uh, uh, he's got a personality that you want to be around. And, uh, you know, it, it was great to see his, his family there and being able to support him. And, and, and obviously, uh, you know, for our guys, uh, I think they're all, they're all just, you know, they're, they're a tight group. So, uh, you know, that's not surprising. Well, his mom told me after the game that uh, she nicknamed him the mayor early on. 
because uh, even when he was in a stroller, he would just uh, reach out and greet people, and he was just always, you know, welcoming and engaging, even being pushed around the stroller. So she gave him the early nickname of the mayor. Uh, I don't know if we're going to run with that now, but uh, anyway, uh, Obi's a, a, a great a great kid and uh, certainly put on a, quite a show uh, with 19 points and, and nine rebounds on, on Saturday. 19 points, great, but well, I'll tell you what, I love seeing those nine rebounds out of him. Yeah, we need to see need to see that more often, and, and he's more than capable of that. And, you know, as a freshman, uh, you know, that's a, that's a part of the process of growing and learning and, and understanding how you can impact the game in multiple ways other than other than just putting the ball in the hole. And I think, uh, you know, he along with the other freshmen are continuing to grow and learn that. Well, Dayton Flyers uh, continuing to grow, learn, and win, and looking to try to continue to do all of those things this week, including tomorrow night at home against St. Joe's and then on Saturday afternoon against Duquesne. More about that as we continue. It's the Anthony Grant Show. We are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive. The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A winter weather advisory is in effect in our area. Listen for updates here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. Five cops are shot in a Houston, Texas neighborhood Monday afternoon, leaving at least two of them in critical condition. The president gets a new invitation from the House Speaker to deliver a State of the Union address. And a winter weather advisory is in effect for the Miami Valley tonight. Then we'll see some dangerous wind chills come midweek. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Hi, this is Barry Williams, Greg from the Brady Bunch. What if you took classic TV's greatest stars from the shows we grew up with, including Don Wells, Jimmy Walker, Jerry Mathers as the Beaver, plus tons more, add you, and we all set sail on the high seas. The cruise sets sail November 8th through the 14th for the Western Caribbean on Celebrity Cruise Lines. You'll come home with bragging rights, the pictures to prove it, and memories to last a lifetime. Book your cabin now at Classic tvstarscruise.com that's classic tvstarscruise.com at mcafee we believe in supporting and reinvesting in our community through scholarships local charities and even on the sports fields we're always working with you in mind any season any time McAfee. Now we are seeing these storms moving a little bit towards the eastern portion of the Miami Valley right now. We own the Miami Valley's only live Doppler radar. That means we know minutes before any other station when a tornado or severe storm is approaching your neighborhood. Technology is great, but add that to our live team of meteorologists and you have the most accurate forecast designed to keep your family safe. Get Storm Center 7 updates around the clock here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Cold front moving through this evening is bringing scattered light rain showers that may briefly change to snow showers before ending. But as temperatures drop quickly, we could see a flash freeze, so roads may look wet but become icy. I'm Chief Meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back uh, to Frickers here on Woodman Drive, your home of fun food, sports, and spirits, and also the Anthony Grant Show. We're here uh, Mondays during the college basketball season. We will not be here next Monday. Uh, the Dayton Flyers will be uh, en route to St. Louis at, uh, at this time next week, maybe landing right about now, and uh, getting ready then to uh, prepare for a game 
uh, a week from tomorrow night against the St. Louis Billikens. But between now and then, uh, home game tomorrow against the uh, St. Joseph's Hawks. That's a uh, 8 o'clock tip at the UD Arena. And then the 2 o'clock uh, game on Saturday afternoon against Duquesne. And again, that is a that game the game is sold out as are uh, the subsequent uh, home games for the Flyers uh, this season. Uh, this game tomorrow night, not at least best of my knowledge, but then the next five are sold out. And I think that brings it to eight sellouts this year, which I do believe ties a record. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Go Flyers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, as this as this Dayton team, you know, moves forward uh, this season and uh, you know, you, you, you continue to call it a work in progress and, and, and you, you start to see, you know, I know you were disappointed last Wednesday that you saw a work that had not made progress that maybe took a step back. But uh, after what you saw on Saturday and then just the preparation as much as the performance Saturday, uh, do you feel like this thing is now moving ahead right in the right direction? Well, you always want to see guys bounce back. You know, we had a tough loss and, uh, you know, um, like I, like I tell the guys, you know, our, our goals, our, our aspirations in terms of what we want to try to accomplish, you know, um, we have to be able to take care of ourselves. We have to be able to do the things that, that we talk about doing, understanding that, you know, going into our, our game against uh, Fordham the other day, I think we had six games. Five of them were possession games where they came down to the last minute, two minutes of the game. And, you know, you go back and you look and say, well, you know, you make a shot against UMass and you win the game or, you know, VCU makes a shot and they win the game. But you go back and you look over the course of the previous 38, 39 minutes and you see opportunities there just to be to get better and to, and to be better and understanding the value of those. So you want to try to learn those lessons without having to go through losses and you don't want to repeat the same lessons over and over again. So that's a part of it, you know, but but. For me, it's more of, you know, with a, with a young team, uh, there's, you know, the, the lessons that you just have to go through as a team and you have to learn and, and as disappointing or bitter as, as it is, you know, your hope is you continue to grow and improve and learn and that you don't continue to have to learn those tough lessons over and over again. So uh, I, th I, I, I want to make sure we're not, we're not looking at it like, okay, well, you know, we've arrived because we won one game. No. You know, that, that, that it's always going to be a process. And, you know, for us, especially, you know, with one senior on our roster, uh, you know, and, and a couple of juniors and the rest of our guys being relatively young, uh, you know, the hope is at some point you continue, to, you, you continue to see improvement, but you get to the point where you see consistency. That's more important than anything else. So, uh, you know, we've got to get to the point where we, we can, you can be consistent in terms of, uh, our understanding of what allows us uh, to have success and be the best version of ourselves and then trust that if we can do that, that'll be good enough to get us to where we're trying to get to in terms of playing for championships. You have often talked about uh, that it's, it, the, the, it's necessary, it's, it's, it's critical to be able to move on to the next play, move on to the next play. Is, is that one of the the biggest keys in the, the maturation process of this team, especially your younger guys, to be able to, yeah. to move on. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's difficult sometimes when, you know, you don't get the result at an individual moment that you wanted. Or it, it's, a, it's a great moment individually, and you get wrapped up in that moment. So whether it's a good play or a bad play, just the understanding um, 
in terms of playing your best and, and being able to to beat the best, you've got to be able to move on to the next play quickly. And for, for young guys, sometimes that's that's difficult, you know, whether it's a good play that, that they're celebrating or, 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 you know, missing a shot or, you know, having a breakdown on the defensive end and not letting it impact the next possession or the next several possessions. And, uh, you know, those are those are lessons sometimes you know, you'd be amazed that, that I don't know if, if as, as fans you see it, but then you go back and you look at, at games where, uh, you know, you have stretches where there's, you know, four or five possessions where a missed shot impacts what you do on the other end of the floor and then impacts your execution coming down the next time and then impacts what happens defensively the next possession. And before you know it, there's five or six possessions, you know, where it's chunks of the game that you just had mental breakdowns and and either prevented you from having the success or being able to extend the lead or being able to cut into a lead or allowing another allowing your opponent to be able to, to generate some success and momentum and it makes all the difference in the world. So uh, the ability to move on to the next play, it sounds like a simple thing, uh, but especially for young guys and, and really for, for any player, uh, you know, you've got to have a level of maturity in order to be able to get over yourself and, uh, and and understand that, you know, at the end of the day, I need to need to be able to move on quickly so I can help my team and impact winning. So so that, that same philosophy that applies to each possession, do you then just take it and apply to it to an entire game in that you don't want to let George Mason, quote, beat you twice, nor do you want to be celebrating a win over Fordham when the ball's being thrown up tomorrow night against St. Joe's. Yeah, I, I think that that probably, you know, is it in a nutshell. And, and uh, you know, like that's, not, that's why I say after every game, whether it's a win or a loss, we try, to, we try to look at it and evaluate, okay, here's where we are seeing improvement and here's where we need to continue to get better to become the best version of ourselves. So not, not so much wrapped up in the, the result. Obviously, you know, there's a scoreboard up there. We're playing to win. Uh, but also – we understand that we have to grow and, and there's still room for us to continue to grow and get better as a team so that we can, we can be the best version of ourselves and give ourselves the best chance to, to be in a position where we can compete for championships. I know the individual workouts that the guys go through uh, are huge in the spring and the summer uh, and then early in the fall. But now at this point in time in the season, given all things, the, the games coming quickly one after another and just legs and everything, <laughs> are they able to get much individual work in outside of the, the, the formal practice session. That, that, that becomes more difficult, especially with the schedule we've had of late. You know, three games in a week there last week, and then obviously, you know, the travel uh, this week and, and with school going on. So it gets a little bit more challenging. Uh, Darren Hurt and I were talking about it. He gave me some stuff today just in terms of uh, just trying to make sure that, that we're able to, to be intentional with, with how we schedule practice and what we're doing in terms of – because I think skill development – player development is, is such a critical role, especially, you know, for the young guys that we have, that they continue to improve and get better and, and, and understand, hey, here's where where I need to improve. Here's where my strengths are as a player. And here's where I need to try to move the needle as we as we move into the season. And, and here's what here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm getting. And just try to continue to get better there. So uh, it's challenging, you know, because of the schedule we have. And, and, and obviously there, there are obligations as students. 
uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, we, we try to get as much as we can done. And if guys want to just get in the, come in the gym, get some extra shots up, do they yeah. have that, that yeah. freedom and opportunity? Yeah, yeah they, they certainly have. And we've got several guys that, that, that certainly enjoy being in the gym and, and they will put the extra time in. But there's a fine line there in terms of making sure that, that uh, you know, uh, sometimes less is more, you know, when it comes to that in terms of making sure that physically uh, you're not overdoing it and uh, adding extra stress, uh, you know, to, to your bodies, especially with the, with the grind of a, of a season and, and all, that, all that, uh, that comes with it in terms of practice and preparation and all those things. Yeah, I've, I've sang their praises often, uh, but I'll do it again, that just the incredible job that uh, Mulcahy, Mike Mulcahy, your trainer, Ed Strike, your strength coach, and then Brett Comer, your grad assistant in, in handling travel logistics. And then on top of that, keeping the guys healthy, nutritious, you know, getting them the right food and, 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 and making sure that, uh, that their bodies are ready to play basketball at a point in time when, you know what, uh, some, some teams are, are starting to break down now. You got teams out there that are either making days count or counting days. Well, hopefully, you know, uh, our guys will stay healthy and stay available and that that's the most important thing, right? Your greatest ability is your availability, right? So we got to, we got to try as best we can. Some things are out of your control. Uh, but, you know, staff-wise, uh, you know, we're very fortunate. Uh, you know, Mike Mulcahy, he's one of the best in the business. And, and uh, you know, Ed Stride, our strength coach, uh, you know, has a lot of responsibilities, not only in terms of building their body physically, but the mental uh, understanding uh, just in terms of the loads, what we call loads in terms of the workload that they're, uh, they're under each day in terms of what we do in practice and what we're doing in the games and what's needed. Uh, moving forward, what's the what's the best scenario for us to make sure our guys are available? Uh, and then, our, you know, from a from a coaching standpoint, our, our staff and our GAs, and, and you know, we got a managerial staff that's available and makes our guys' jobs a lot easier and makes their lives a lot easier with what they provide. So, you know, we we've got we've got a really really strong support group uh, that that makes uh makes all of our lives easier. So we're really grateful for that. All right. One final question, Coach. Uh, your point of emphasis this week outside of a scouting report for an opponent, just your point of emphasis for your Dayton team. Just continue uh, to, to, to understand that we need to continue to get better and, and how we approach everything we do with, with practice, uh, with, with our, our, our game prep, uh, with our individual habits, uh, basketball is a game of habits, and and we need to make sure we're building the right habits, and we're we're talking uh, the the language that we need to talk to make sure that we're moving the needle as a team. Dayton taking on St. Joseph's tomorrow night, eight o'clock tip at the UD Arena. Saturday again at home against Duquesne, and then the Flyers traveling next Monday, so we will not be here as Dayton will be playing a week from tomorrow night at St. Louis. But uh, in two weeks, we'll gather back here. We'll have a lot to talk about, no doubt. On behalf of our engineer producer, Caleb McLeod, the coach, Anthony Grant, I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone, and go Flyers. Go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.